Some consider it a game, others a passion, sometimes a profession, but definitely a calling. One thing everyone can agree on, tennis is life. Welcome to the podcast that delves into in-depth conversations about every aspect of the sport, reaching beyond the net and outside the court with those who make it their ultimate pursuit. Ready, set, play. This is Tennis is Life. Here are your hosts, Kevin Skinner and Richard Musio. Welcome to Tennis is Life. I'm Richard Musio. We are Kevin Skinner-less. He's broadcasting somewhere, so my daughter Demi Musio whose voice you just heard, is filling in as my co, Ben Goldsmith on the board. We've got a great guest, a great sports hero from San Diego, a local boy, Brian Teacher. Brian, welcome to Tennis is Life. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So I know I know a little bit about you because I was four years behind you in high school. Ah. But you're Crawford. Where, where'd you go? El Capitan. Okay. Big baseball school. But we used to compete against you guys in baseball. But I'm going to throw out some sports trivia as far as baseball goes before we get to tennis. Because it's baseball playoff time. Uh-oh. And for only the seventh time in 54 years of San Diego Padre baseball, they're in the postseason. Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. But Crawford, the Crawford Colts, right? You guys were the yes. Colts? Yeah. You guys were like a production line of major league catchers. Most people don't know this, but see if you remember this. I didn't know it. I don't okay, know. Okay, well, check this out. Um, you had Dave Duncan, Crawford High School, became a great pitching coach with Tony LaRussa. And then the late Ed Herman, my buddy. And then it was Bob Boone. I'm sure you know Bob Boone because they were one of the families that were three generations. Ray Boone from Hoover High was his dad. And then the Boone kids, one of whom managed the Yankees. And then it was wow. Tim Blackwell and then Dave Engel, who I played against, all from Crawford High School in the span of about 15 years, five major league catchers. Wow, I did not know that. So there's That's some amazing. Crawford Colts trivia. Fantastic. And then I had another buddy who might have been in your graduating class. Did you know Chuck Rainey? Does that name ring a bell? That name sounds very familiar. Yeah, he wound up with the Boston Red Sox and the Chicago Clubs. He was class of 72. What year were yeah. you? So he was in your graduating class. class yeah. Major league pitcher. Wow. So anyway, I'm just throwing out some baseball trivia because you're Crawford High School. Mm. But you played tennis, I know, coming out of Crawford as one of the great juniors, correct? Here in San Diego, but not only in San Diego, nationally. Yeah, one of the, for sure. One of the, one of the top juniors and uh, nationally, I think I was in top, uh, top five, top six. Mm-hmm. And then where'd you matriculate? Where'd you go to college? UCLA. Okay, great. Go Bruins. Oh. And four years there or four, less? Four years. Okay. And then, listeners, we do have a Grand Slam champion sitting with us. 1980, right, Australia? Yeah, yeah. I won in, uh, well, it was, it was that tricky, uh, it, was, it a, was actually, the trophy says 81. It yeah, started in December, the, right, uh, right in the middle, in, and finished in 81. Right. Mm. Who'd you beat in the finals? I beat uh, Kim Warwick okay. from Australia. Ben Goldsmith, Goldsmith here was asking... How much money did you make for winning a Grand Slam forty some years ago? Can you disclose or not? Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, it was fifty thousand, and yeah. I remember they took fifteen thousand out for taxes right yeah, the there, and thirty percent tax took thirty five grand home. Jeez, <laughs> that's what it was. But so, you know, it was a different day and age, and you know, hey, looking back, it's all about the title, right? That's how I would. That's how I would feel about it. It's yeah. all about getting a Grand Slam championship. Absolutely. I, I assume you know where your trophy is? I do. 
Yeah. Where's it's, not, pl- it's not a big trophy, but it's a heavy little guy. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> it's in my living room. That's that's really cool. That's really cool. But um, how many years did you play pro? Uh, good ten and a half years. Okay. Injuries or a lot of injuries, yeah. a lot of, a lot of uh, ankle injuries, uh, torn ligaments. Uh, each time, about oh boy, uh, I, at one time at the Open, uh, I tore them in '79. Uh, in the middle of a match, and I went back and Doctor Frank Job, who was oh uh, sure famous, Tommy John yeah, surgery, Tommy John surgery, yeah. right? Took the took the tendon out of his uh, right arm, put it in his left arm, and took the ulnar nerve, and mm-hmm. ended up having even a better career after. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so he looked at my ankle and he says, "You know," he says, "Normally, Brian," he said, "I'd sew this back." He says, "But there's nothing to sew back." <laughs> so he just put me in a cast, and you know, me being like. Young and stupid, didn't even know what really what he was talking about. So I just stayed in the cast for, you know, six weeks. And then when I got out, it was like, oh, my God, what do I got here? It doesn't even look like a foot anymore. Wow. wow. So it was a big, 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 long rehab. So, you know, each time I tore ligaments to my ankle, I was probably out seven to eight months. I did it like wow. three times, basically, in my career. It was bad, bad injuries. I have kind of those uh, very skinny ankles. Okay. Ankles. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, so back on the tour, back in the... 1980s. What's the biggest difference in the game today compared to 40 years ago? Uh, well, the rackets, yeah. the rackets, the technology. Uh, you know, the game has evolved uh, uh, faster, faster, uh, hitting the ball, more spin, more speed. Players are bigger and stronger, uh, and so the technique has evolved a little bit with with mm-hmm. the. Uh, uh, with the advanced technology and with the bigger, bigger players too. How about how hard could you serve? How many miles per hour, roughly? Do you know? Yeah, you know, the, you you didn't, really we didn't yourself. have the speed guns, but I, I, you know, for sure, I could. Hit, you know, with with the wooden racket, plus yeah. you can't hit it as hard. But right. I, I, I think I could hit a 120 mile an hour serve, okay. and I don't think that was a problem with the wooden racket. But you know, they didn't have them. You know, they just didn't have those guns available. Yeah. So after you retired as a player, did you know you were going to get into coaching, or did you do some other things with your life before? Um, you know, I didn't know I was going to get into coaching. You know, I was doing some real estate and just uh, uh, was busy with that. And then opportunity came for me to uh, somebody approached me about traveling with some players on the tour. And so I started just coaching and traveling some mm-hmm. tour players and doing that and uh, enjoyed that for a while uh, on and off kind of like almost 10 years, really. And then I just had enough of that and just kind of start coaching a little bit uh you know junior players and you know i'd still help some tour players but just not traveling and so i kind of kind of do that and um you know my interest got into more of technology and trying to help people you know educate the coaches and educate the players about how best to help the student and that's kind of where my passion is and i think that's why you know pretty much i i started full court tennis which is you know which is a coaching mm-hmm. app to basically help uh, help the community help the, the tennis community and to build a, a big strong tennis community where everybody can come you can you can look at you know free trips tips drills and analysis from coaches from world-class coaches we feature you know atp and wta coaches in the app mm-hmm. but it's for every coach at every level and for every player at every level so it's 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 a deep app but it starts with, you know, these free chips and drills, and then we have the ability for you to look at technique. So I use it on the court. Uh, it's kind of, uh, I started off with uh, what inspired me was the, uh, what used to be huddle technique mm-hmm. and coach's eye 
and now it's on form. And so you, you take a video, simple video with your phone, and it drops into this format where you can scroll it back and forth. You can actually stretch and zoom in on the person, and you can draw on the person to show activity or what they're doing in their stroke. And you can actually voice over, and you can press a button and compare it to another image or stroke video. So what I said, it wouldn't it be great as a coach to be able to have some pro images where I can look, if I'm looking at a forehand from the side, so I basically say, okay, I, you know, here's, here's my student, boom, I'm on the court, I took a video, and now I've got like you know 10 pros who are top pros that I can look at, and I can pick any number of them and hit that button, and instantly it loads the video of their forehand, next to their forehand. Wow. So you know, I kind of look at it in the fact that you could say, okay, you know, everybody's got uh, different styles of play, mm -hmm. but you know, there's certain essential ingredients in the swings that basically everybody has to do. The contact point, mm -hmm. you know, how you're getting through the ball. You got to stay on the ball and to compress the ball to get the speed yeah. and the control. And so uh, there's these similarities that if you can show your student what he's doing and compare it next to a couple strokes, you know, in literally in two or three minutes, you can get back on the court and you can start working with that student and get a like a super learning moment, which is really cool. And you can do this. So I said, that's really cool. So I, I basically put that in the app. And I said, but isn't it, wouldn't, you know, what about these kids that don't have access to good coaching? Is there, is there a way that somebody could like send me, you know, hire me and send me a clip from, you know, from China or yeah, from anywhere. somewhere around the right. world or whatever? And uh, I said, yeah, let's, let's put that in there. So you can hire a coach, basically. The coach can put in their rates for so many stroke analysis, and you can basically hire them right in the app. You have a wow. private lesson space, and you can do that. And so then we said, okay, well, what about, you know, how about, like, you know, if, if I want opinion for the coach to look at my match or practice session? So he said, okay, yeah, we, let's hire for a live video co consult to be able to go over any match or practice session that you want to review while we're online face to face. And so we can screen share and look at that, you know, anything mm -hmm. on the internet or anything you've loaded on Dropbox. So we can do that. And it takes into, you know, so you want to book it for 30 minutes, for 50 minutes, an hour and a half, whatever, you can do that. And the app can do that for you too. So we just came out with this feature for academies today now. So that basically we just launched it yesterday, which is, I'm excited, is that. So a coach also, so if you look at a normal coach, how does he, you know, he usually has, a normal coach doesn't typically have international reach. We have coaches on the app that has international reach mm -hmm. that are top ATP, top WK coaches and others. But the normal coach at a club, let's say he's just working with his, whatever, 20 or 40 kids mm -hmm. or parents or whatever, adults a week, and he doesn't have that access. So, but he could then... If he wants to, he can say, you know what, I, they're already paying me. I don't need to get charged. I don't need to get uh, paid because they're already paying me on the court. I'm going to press a button, and I'm going to I'm gonna connect to John here, who's mm -hmm. on the app, who's my student. And we're going to start a stroke analysis. John, send me some clips of you, and I'll analyze and send it back. We have this private lesson space going. Mm -hmm. So now in that lesson space, I have the ability to say, okay, the coach wants to, like for an academy or for a coach-player team, he can now then say, okay, you know what? I want to add multiple players into that mm -hmm. lesson space, and I want to add a couple coaches too. So we can all, you know, we can all participate and look at the, all the drills, the analysis together of what we're working on as a group. And so we just added that. So it's, it's pretty exciting. So we we're just, you're kind of a technology company, but in, you know, in kind of the tennis industry, basically. Yeah, well, I'm fascinated by analytics. Yeah. Which to me is one of the biggest changes, obviously, in the sport, the ability to to look at data, collect data, analyze data. And so you know what's cool about that is so like if you look at the at these current apps that basically show the live scores, let's mm -hmm. say you're looking at ATP, WTA sure. Live or whatever, 
and you're saying, okay, I look at a match and I see, okay, that, you know, first serve percentage, you know, of player A is like 72%. First serve percentage of player B is like, you know, 55%. And then you look at a history of these matches of these guys and you say, well, what's wrong? This guy, you know, his percentage is too low. He's Mm -hmm. playing pro tennis. What's wrong? Or, or, you know, I see the match and I see, you know, he's got 35 forehand errors and the other guy's got 10 or whatever. So, you want to look deeper, and so you start basically saying by looking at those analytics and stats, you know, mm-hmm. let's look at the stroke. Let's let's look at what the mechanics are of the stroke, and let's compare them to some of the top pros, and let's see what is the difference in those mechanics. And it's not it's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. If you just compare it and you say, okay, well, I saw it compared to this player, pro player, but let's look at next to another pro player, and then you see, oh, my God, they're doing the same things right and my players doing them wrong so we need to change and by the way you can look at that even in the pro stats and the pro matches and you can pick out stuff and you can say because not all the pros i mean i would say probably uh you know if you look at the top 100 pros you know probably maybe maybe 10 have great technique on every shot Mm -hmm. most of them have some they're leaving some money on the table meaning they could improve their technique okay now maybe you could say at a player at age you know 28 years old he's not working on his technique anymore he's done he's just going to work on his fitness and he's got what he's got Mm -hmm. he's going to do but that player from 18 or 19 that turns pro up to 25 they should be still working on everything they can do to further their technique in advance so that they're not leaving money on the table when they play and so that's kind of the coach's job to do that and i'm trying to get the coaches aware of that you know and to basically use the app for for that type of reason yeah, I mean, well, back when you played, of course, there was no such thing really as analytics. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I, there was no technology. Yeah, analytics, hold it. I, I, mean, I remember, just... I remember in San Diego sometime. I don't know if it was still in this. It was probably still in the late '60s or something. Yeah. And he said, "You want to look at a video stroke of your yeah. of how you hit the ball? You had to bring out. I think I it was like a shopping cart or two shopping carts full of equipment right. to do that. And now right. you got a little app you can download for free, full court tennis that you can basically do that and and, and get free tips and drills. Yeah, but I know like. You know, coaches, you say, well, you know, your elbow should be here, not there, and your left foot should be here, and your right foot should be doing it. And you're like, if I could just see what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly, exactly. You have to imagine what you're talking because about. Because people learn, most people learn visually. And if you get right. a picture in your head, that's half of the battle, right? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, so to me, that's been a big difference, the ability. I know some players don't believe in analytics yet. Well, but I think, I think I, that's I, really changing I fast. Think, I mean, I think, yeah, it's really changing fast because when the competition starts getting better because of it, you're going to be left behind if you don't follow. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's um, it's neat to see how technology has really helped the sport. And yeah, and we are literally looking at all the technology out there and and we keep making further advances what would be good for the coach what would be good Mm -hmm. for the player and that's kind of where my head's at with the technology but the coaches need help with teaching too um because you know i was i'm hitting i have a coach and i was hitting with my coach at a high school over the summer and there was a kid that another coach was teaching and he was and the kid was decent player i mean he probably could have been a good high school player but all the coach was teaching was how to slice the ball, which is an important skill. But you look at that and you say, well, you're not going to win matches in today's world, even in high school, by just being a slicer. A hundred percent. You're not. So, and, 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 and what you're saying is completely true. And, and 
And I know it to be true because I see kids that the parents bring their kids to me and they've already had fairly extensive coaching for three, five years, six years. Mm -hmm. And I, at age 14, 15, 16, their games are cemented with poor technique. Mm -hmm. And once you've established this poor technique, it's extremely hard to get them out of the habits. Now they can get out of the habits, but you have to relearn and retrain. Mm -hmm. And so one of the best ways is to visually show them on the app what they're doing like you're saying they can't yeah. nobody's aware of what they're actually doing you know you tell them to change something minutely and they think that they're going overboard and they're not even doing it right. because they're so cemented in their in their biomechanics of their muscle right. memory yeah the muscle memory and so it's so important for the coaches that's why as as a coach when i use this technology every day i use it it makes me a better coach and it makes me a better coach because I can't pick up with with having played on the tour at the highest level for ten years, mm -hmm. having coached the highest level of the game on the tour with with uh, you know players in the top ten and number one in doubles and stuff. Uh, I took Rosetsky uh, to a Wimbledon mm -hmm. uh, quarterfinals and to the finals of the U.S. Open. He was eighty five in the world, so I, I kind of I think I pretty much kind of know what I'm doing anyway. Mm -hmm. But if it if it makes me a better coach with everything I've done, it should make 99% of the coaches better coaches using the technology. So let's use it. It's out there. Yeah, well, I, I say even recreational players should utilize good technique uh, because you're risking injury when you're and, not. And, and so here's a story. So a, 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 a beginning intermediate lady, a friend of, friend of the family, whatever, says, well, can you help me with my swing or whatever? And I said, yeah, sure, just send me your forehand. Mm -hmm. And it was just, yeah, it was on a basic intermediate level of a 50-something, of a you know, woman mm -hmm. playing the game and wanting to have enjoyment and just play better, right? And so she was just doing something with her left arm that she wasn't releasing her left side of her body okay. and just keeping the left arm right. there. And it was like, well, so, your, yeah, like your mechanics, yeah, yeah your, your mechanics, when you press into your leg, you got to release the left shoulder and let it open up. So just simple things for even an intermediate you know, beginning player can learn stuff on the app. And, you know, we've been doing some free stroke analysis, you know, and we'll continue doing it for a mm -hmm. limited time in the app. But you should hook up to your coach and he should basically help you with that. Full yeah. court tennis. I mean, I think making coaches better is what makes players better. Uh, not 100%, 100%, 100%. Agreed. Especially when you're dealing with kids and teenagers. And that's where it has to start, really, right. is with the coaches. We have to improve the level of coaching. Basically. And I, I think to the extent that we need to get more kids interested in tennis, the better the coaching is. I, I think the more kids are going to be interested because they're going to be able to compete better. They're going to get more enjoyment out of, even if they're not going to go to college or, you know, if they're just going to play recreationally, to the extent that you've got good technique, good form, you're, it's more fun. A thousand percent, and that you know, and that's what I say when you see kids with poor technique. What happens is they end up stopping. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily they think because they have poor technique, but they stop having fun in the game right. because they reach a level where the person that has better technique right. just runs over them. Right, and then it's yeah. like, oh my god, I can't even play with that guy anymore. He's destroying me, and it's like, well. Yeah, because you're not doing anything right, yeah. basically. Yeah. And so 100%. So, Demi, ask Mr. Teacher a question about the most famous tennis player from Las Vegas, where you live. That'd be Andre Agassi. Am I supposed to know what the question is? You know who Andre Agassi is? He married Steffi Graf? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, ask him if you ever worked with Andre Agassi. Have you ever worked with Andre Agassi? I, I did <laughs> work with Andre for a short stint before his um, first Wimbledon. I'm not sure if he won Wimbledon uh, twice. I know the first time he won, but I know he's won, he's won it twice, yeah. He won it twice, yeah. yeah. 
I think it was, I worked with them. So I think it was like 92. It was early 90s. Yeah, I forget the year. But Demi's a Las Vegas resident. Oh, wow. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Occasionally you run into Andre out and about. Yeah, he's... he's oh, doing, I'd like to. He's doing some amazing things for schools and stuff. His foundation is incredible. Incre- incredible. He's done an incredible job with that. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. <clears throat> and then, of course, he married Steffi Graf. I saw Steffi hit her last shot that she ever hit. It was here at La Costa. Mm-hmm. She was playing Amy Frazier. Oh, my God. She gosh. had a forehand winner down the line and walked off the court. In the third set. She walked off the court? She defaulted right there. And that was her last match? That was no. the last match she ever played. What? Oh. Yeah, defaulted her last match because her shoulder was bothering her. Oh, wow. She won the first set and Frazier, you know, eked out the second set. Just <laughs> so <laughs> Steffi hit a winner down the line. But, it, but uh, for the record, Steffi won the last point she ever played and then she defaulted. Wow. But anyway, how was it working with Andre? Um, a lot of fun or... You know, because I heard that he doesn't really enjoy the game like some people do. I don't know if that's I'll true be or not. Perfectly honest, he he was struggling. Uh, you know, he he he's gone through periods uh, of his career where he was struggling and not enjoying. It. And I think okay. and I think this was one of them where he was he was fighting with himself to you know he he had gone from basically adolescence into young adult basically mm-hmm. in his early twenties, and so. All of a sudden, you're 22, 23 years old. You can't quite get away with the same things when you were 16, 17, 18. Eating habits were mm-hmm. not good. Uh, you know, training habits were not good. And, you know, how much do I really need to dedicate myself to this game, you know, to be successful? And, and uh, he was really struggling with that when I was with him. And I think what happened was that he came to the conclusion that he really needs to dedicate himself if he wants to win big titles, and he did. And so, you know, and then he he actually did, and then he went through another period, mm-hmm. like later on, where he just like kind of fell out of the top 100. Mm-hmm. And so he went through a couple of these periods, but he's always pulled himself back out. What's incredible is that he went so low, you know, out of the top 100, and he pulled himself back up to the top, which is, I mean... That's a testament. Yeah, I remember when he went out and played a couple of ITFs or something just to. I, I was I was basically again. coaching uh, coaching a player, Daniel Nestor, who was oh the number, great doubles player yeah, from Canada. Yeah, oh yeah, and he was playing. Yeah. he was playing Andre at uh, in uh, in Burbank at a at a challenger event, okay. and both were trying to you know get some yeah get some, some points, points and, and get back. Yeah. And I said to myself, watching Andre, I said, "Oh my God, he's just lost his hand eye coordination." I said, "I don't." I don't even understand. It doesn't seem like he's ever going to get it back again. And sure enough, he did get it back again, yeah. you know, much to my surprise, which and it was just incredible, you know, how he, how he got so low and he pulled himself back. It was hard work and just dedication. Yeah, but no, I love the work he's doing now. Just incredible. So how do people find your website or your, your app? How, what's your web address and so well, on? Well, right now we're, it's Full Court Tennis. We're on iOS in, in the app store mm-hmm. and uh, soon to be, you know, we're, we're still finishing basically all our technology. So we haven't even quite okay. gone to Android yet, but we have the website fullcourttennis.com is also up, up and going. So who are your favorite, favorite players to watch now? Oh man, uh, let's see. You know, it's funny. I went to the Open. I watched uh, a bunch of good, good uh, men play. I saw some women play, but I, unfortunately, I'm a little partial to enjoying watching the men more. Though I do do enjoy watching the women. Um, I liked uh, I liked Rudd. I enjoyed watching mm-hmm. him play a lot. I enjoyed watching Alcaraz, who's amazing. Yeah, he's a phenom. Um, you know, pretty much all. You know, it was a fun U.S. Open. It was it was fun to see everybody back in. You know pre-COVID, you know, kind of yeah. formed the crowds and everything. I mean, the first day I was just 
It was nuts. The crowds at the U.S. Open the first day were absolutely insane. There's nothing like the U.S. Open. Did, uh, here's my story to get into the U.S. Open yeah. is I, I pull into off of the freeway. I'm staying with a buddy in Greenwich. I pull off the freeway uh, right at the city field where the yeah, Shea the, Stadium is. The right, Mets, yeah, where the Padres where you, are going to be park playing. right there. So there's, no, there's yeah. no parking for whatever. They closed it off for the day. Right okay. Right. But you're right. You, if I park my car right there, it would take me literally six minutes to walk. To, yeah. You know, it's like a mile away or whatever. Right. It took me, so I went to watch Nakashima play, yeah. San Diego. Yeah, Boy, Brandon right? just won the big so, uh, the San Diego yeah, tournament. Exactly. Yeah. It was yeah. a great win. So yeah. he, he started at 11. So I got to City Field at 1130, right? Yeah. With my car ready to park. I couldn't park there. By the time I parked, from by the time I got to the parking lot and parked and walked in, I had already credential. Mm-hmm. It was 2.15. <laughs> I get to the court and Brandon's shaking hands. Yeah. <laughs> and the match started at 11 and I was there at 11.30. It's a three out of five set match. So that's, yeah, I think that first rounder went four sets, I think, for Brandon. So Yeah. So, yeah. so once I got inside, I had a lot of fun, but it was a little <laughs> problematic, like getting inside the venue at times. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. My, my story about New York City, my, my wife and I wanted to go to, we were staying uh, down by the plaza at the AKA and we wanted to go to Lady Gaga's restaurant. And so we get a cab because it's like three miles away. And we're both long distance runners, right? It's like three miles away. Well, we missed our reservation by so far. It took like an hour and a half to go three miles. Yeah, because you're just sitting every block. You're just sitting. It's just. So we combination walked and jogged home. We would have run the whole thing if we hadn't been so full because the the food is so good. And we got home, you know, on foot in 30 minutes. (laughs) That's New York. Yeah, that's that's New York, right? Yeah, but uh, the the woman player I'm really impressed with is Swiatek. How flat she hits the ball. She's a she's a, yeah. She's fun to watch. She's a good competitor. Yeah. very 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 good uh, court sense. She'll uh, be here in San Diego next week. No real weakness, right? Yeah, no yeah they've weakness. got an amazing field right in San Diego. I it, believe it's 16 of the top 20. And then now what? So I saw Sloane Stevens is a wild card. So she's not in the top 20 now, or I uh, she just yeah she's well she was in quality, but she just got moved up into wild card. And I think she's the other great, one who just moved into wild Fernandez, yeah. Lila. 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 Yeah. 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 Oh, is she playing? Yeah. She just oh got wild carded in. Yeah. Oh wow. So that'll be cool. That's an amazing field. Fun player to watch. Yeah. Fun player to watch. Is she was she has she been injured or she was just uh uh she took some time off or? this summer, I think. So she did have some injury issues. So so yeah, it's it's quite the draw. Yeah. Gonna be exciting. Quite the draw. So um you're going to be, what, full speed with your app by what, early next year then? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. We're, good. we're, we're just doing a, uh, uh, an a, a Newswire AP press release okay. uh, tomorrow. And cool. we're just, we're just gearing, gearing it up right now. Okay, cool. Hey, Brian, really appreciate your time. I know you want to watch some tennis. We didn't want to keep you too long. But this has been fascinating. I mean, I think, again, the future of tennis is analytics. Obviously, if coaches get better, players get better. What you're doing is great. It's always nice to chat with a Crawford Colt, by the way. <laughs> I, I just missed my 50-year I was going to say, you guys just had your 50th. Yeah. I feel bad. I said, oh, my God, that one slipped. So hopefully yeah. I'll get there at the 55, right? Yeah, the 55. I mean, by the time you get to the 55, there's almost nobody there. But. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. We'll yeah, I, don't, I don't know either. I'm like, I, I don't know if I want to go to my 50th. Will I recognize anybody? But Will gave, anybody recognize me? You gave me some good uh, historical uh Footnotes there of the great Crawford uh, baseball players. That's oh, amazing. Man, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of the baseball. Well, you know, El Capitan was a base. Well, it still is a baseball. I've heard of El Capitan as, as one. Yeah, as I was didn't Crawford. Know. So we we were always competing with those guys. So um, 
whatever that's worth. But Brian, teacher, really appreciate it. I'm Richard Musio, Tennis is Life. Brian, can you do me a favor and say, this is Brian, teacher, and Tennis is Life. This is Brian, teacher, and Tennis is Life. Right on. Demi Musio, thank you. Ben Goldsmith, thanks for working the board. Everybody have a great week. Come out and watch some tennis here in Rancho Santa Fe, and then next week down at the Barnes Center near Point Norma. Take care. Game, set, match. Another winner by Kevin Skinner and Richard Musio. Thanks for listening to Tennis is Life, the number one podcast for all things tennis. Catch you on the court next time.